Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Hey, boozers and shakers, we are coming at you live. We're so excited for a fall tour. It'll be the final installment of our current Here for the Booze tour. The final, I think, 10 shows, something like that. But something it's the, like the that. final countdown. Uh, and we're very excited. But if you want a chance at ever seeing Here for the Booze one last time, this is it, folks, before we do our next big, big, big tour. So uh, hopefully you can make it to the next few cities. If you want to, you can check out uh, our tickets at and that's why we drink.com slash live. We can't wait to see you there. Some shows are already sold out. So get on it quick. Bye. <laughs> Hi, happy Halloween. Also, I have a surprise for you. I made it myself. What? Oh, wait. Why isn't it working? (gasps) You made it yourself. Is it a bunch of emojis of what is this? Well, also the Captain America shields apparently showing up every now and then because it's a Zoom Uh, background. But I love it. uh, The rest of it uh, are all random stock photos of creepy things because it is creepy day happy halloween okay well i made something for you too hold on a second (gasps) oh gosh i didn't make it it actually has the person's signature on it so i want to be clear (gasps) i love it (laughs) also your mothman background your little uh, when you sit in front of it it's like your brain has wings i know i'm mothman if only i had red eyes but yeah this person whoever drew it signed it in the bottom um so they get full credit i did not I'm not like a deviant art expert, you know. I, I mean? purchased these stock photos so I could use them. You uh, did not. <laughs> I did. So the credit is on me, folks. Wow. Um, <laughs> uh, they were like a dollar each, so it wasn't that big of a deal. Good but for you. You got aliens you. in there. I love them. I tried to get a little of every bit of razzle dazzle I could. I think the yeah. only thing I'm missing is a cryptid, a cryptid, and you just handled that. And I'm on it, okay? <laughs> it's at the end of the day, our brains are still. <laughs> somewhat always uh in somewhat sync i think sync. uh well happy halloween christine are you are you eating any yummy candy do you have a favorite candy you're hoping to get a whole bucket of you know i love a kit kat and that's probably i love a reese's and a kit kat um a peanut about, m&m i love a peanut m&m but I you know, know that. that already yeah I, I love a twiz i love all of it i have always thought about getting you um 
uh, like a Princess Diaries pizza, but with peanut M&Ms on it. But then I was like, you know what? That's a really gross combo. But the thought is there. So That's honestly, and with the background of that movie being one of my favorite movies ever, I think it would it would really touch my touch my I heart. just think of you as Anne Hathaway and I just so badly want to be a Aww. rocker so you know it, way, together look, look how he looks like he's standing on my shoulder kind it's of like he's in. your little pirate parrot hello he's my little familiar my little red-eyed familiar what sound do you, what sound do you think he'd make oh did you hear that me, me juniper <gasps> is meowing <laughs> he's doing the voiceover for mothman <laughs> hang on hang on why is he screaming he's saying happy halloween He's actually just mad that he can't get out the window on the third floor of my house. Oh, well, he, he <laughs> he'll get I over it. To, he thinks I need to let him out. Oi, well, roof. do you have... Oh, and to answer your question, um, I love a good Twix. That's really all I need. Love a good Twix also. A Milky left, Way, you know, any caramel. Right, left or right Twix. Remember um, those left. hilarious commercials? Left. I saw something on TikTok where there actually was shockingly difference where one had more caramel versus one had more wafer, but that could have just been like a TikTok, you know? Uh-huh. Which one's the one with more caramel? Left I or think, right? I think the right one and the left one's more cookie. I want the more cookie one. Me too. Yeah. So even if it's not true someone should pay that tiktoker for like <laughs> making me now want to actively go find all the left twix so <laughs> oh, that's funny well uh do you have any halloween reasons why you drink at all well you know i'm dressing leona as a tomato i know um, i'm so excited <laughs> did we talk about that on the podcast or just on the after chat i think maybe just the after chat oh well leona's getting dressed up as a tomato because it's her favorite food and i bought a little red sweatsuit and i bought some felt from michael's and i'm gonna cut her a little collar of green um oh. so she's gonna be my little tomato um i'm gonna be a witch what are you are you gonna dress up at oh you're dressing up for a show right i'm dressing uh, up for Atlanta, a show which is today as this episode comes out well, hey, Atlanta. Um, hopefully you like my costume later today. Wink, wink, nudge, I'm already nudge. nervous. <laughs> um, that's also assuming that everything came in on time. So it might be a really weird half <laughs> costume. So we'll see how it goes. You're going to have to bring a costume because you've I, promised I will, a costume. <laughs> I will bring a costume. <laughs> okay, but it, great. I, I really hope it's the one that I want it to be. Otherwise, <laughs> it's going to be a really random, like, uh, everyone's going to be like, why the hype up? And I'm well like, I don't know. <laughs> I'll just borrow Leona's tomato costume and Honestly, be like, that could be cute. Yeah, I think not so. Not gonna lie. Um, I'm excited for you to be a witch. Are you gonna be a witch at our show? I guess so, because it's easy. We sell those hats now on the website, and mm-hmm. I got one for myself. Maybe just, and I always wear black, so it's like just you know, lean into it a little bit. Yeah, that sounds Witchy good to vibes. me. I was lemon one year um, when we did our <laughs> Halloween live stream. <laughs> Remember when we did a Halloween live stream for Patreon, and then we got kicked off because we were playing Ghost Adventures <laughs> in the background. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing like a, a voiceover or like a narration. You and I were commentating on an episode of Ghost. Oh yeah, Adventures. we we were trying to do like a like a live watching, yeah, like watch yeah, live, watch, watch Ghost Hunt, watch Ghost Adventures with us. And then it, all of a sudden, YouTube was like, "You have been uh, suspended from <laughs> streaming because you, of copyright violations." And uh, we, which I love that someone somewhere had to log Zach yep. Bagan's voice as like a violation. Yeah, be like, <laughs> be like, this isn't supposed to be here this voice well uh i have a story for you actually uh, here's the situation this is why i drink because i'm a little Uh-oh. stressed Uh-oh. i'm because i did a thing where a while ago like a few weeks ago um on instagram i posted uh hey like what should this year's halloween story be 
Ooh, okay. And I got some really interesting ones. A nut, I was shocked that a lot of them weren't like more Halloween themed. Huh. Um, but I got kind of like the the three tie the three three way tie seems to be a haunted hotel, a haunted ship, or um a a cryptid of sorts like a spooky very a famous cryptid okay and uh then i got a fourth runner-up option that said make christine pick uh, on on site no and so, who did this who did this a lot to me? of people a shock wrong of, with these people so i uh, to make it easy on you but also uh, slightly difficult on me because i didn't get to fully solidly prepare the way I'd, i usually would but i decided to put all of those together and i would like you to pick which of those three would you like today for Halloween. so you did notes for all of them i found uh a set of notes i hadn't covered before and then i already had one in my drafts and then i did a set of notes oh. so it was a bit of a headache but i wanted to give the people what they wanted and the majority could not figure it out but i should have done like a poll and been like of the top three what do you guys want but I also like the idea of making you pick and it being a choose your own adventure for Halloween. Oh my gosh. I am thrilled. What are my options now? Haunted ship, haunted hotel, or cryptid? Or a cryptid. And the cryptid is like a, a famous one, not like a, mm. like uh, not an underdog. It would be one that you definitely would be excited to oh, hear the about. the famous underdog? <laughs> the famous spooky cryptid? <laughs> Can you imagine if I just covered the show underdog for like five oh, seconds? Oh, <laughs> that'd be fun. Um, there was a haunted hotel, a haunted... Uh, ship and then a cryptid i mean we got to do a haunted hotel okay because that is just like the spooky like we're gonna be traveling on halloween or like right around halloween i don't know okay well then we'll do a haunted hotel yay let me let me pull that one also we're going to new orleans soon and you know i love a new orleans haunted hotel I know you love a haunted hotel. I, I do. I kind of assumed this was going to be the one you <laughs> I know. I felt. I feel kind of bad. I was like, should I have just like one eighty and like pulled a pulled a like, punch really... and like really plot twist? But but no. I, can't. I will tell you uh, the other one in the top five uh, potentials. Everyone was saying I needed to bring back the Hersene shifter. And no. I was like, I, I was like, I don't think anyone realizes the uh, mental damage <laughs> yeah, I did to myself a, trying to create that. It took you that. a lot. It took a lot out of you. Let's put it that way. So just know, I think uh, between my Hersene shifter story and your, uh, oh, what was the one? What, what, Clement? Cle- oh oh uh, my God. What the fuck was its name? Cletus. <laughs> Cletus. Cletus. The name that you literally told me about days before and then somehow your name fit perfectly into Cletus as an anagram. My it God. was so weird. So between the two of those, I think we've got it. You know, we've done that. We're, we're oh, so beautiful. But this would work better. It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. And Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter 
has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD, code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Here is uh, a story that I thought I had covered. That's why I had the notes. I must have done it maybe for like a live show all the way back in like 2018 or 2019 or something. Ooh. Because I'm like, why do I have these notes? It's not, maybe it's in our book. Um, but anyway, here are some notes I found that um, Can't we're wait. all going to explore together at the same time. This is something you have heard me talk about before, the Hotel Del Coronado. <gasps> Ooh, spooky. And out of paranoia, uh, I just want to double, double, double check that I've never covered this. I checked last night and it said no on our website, but I just am paranoid. I've definitely heard of it, but I don't know why. I think that's why I never covered it, because we talked about it so much that I think I was just like, where is it? I have to have covered it. Coronado. No, it's not there. All right. So we're in the clear, folks. Um, All right. By the way, shout out to our episode guide list you can find on our website. Okay. Yeah, so here M works very hard on that. Thank you. Okay, so here's the oh, hotel Dell. Here, what? Eva, sorry, I was wait- I knew Eva would have something to say. She said, "We also posted about it on our haunted road trip bucket list on Instagram mm. way back in the day." That's got to be so it. So that I- might be also where we remember it from. These might have also been like emergency notes at some point. I really am unsure of what happened. It's a Halloween Where? mystery. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> if I, you had said that up front, we wouldn't have had to even choose. That's true. Halloween That's mystery true. all the way. These just came from me from another alternate reality, I suppose, where I covered <laughs> it already. Um, okay. Hotel Dell. And the history is pretty uh, seemingly brief. We really, I really leaned into the ghosts on this yes. one. So, um, okay. The Hotel Dell. It opened in... 1888 we know it fondly and it was it's a national landmark one of the largest wooden buildings in the u.s Ooh la la fun fact uh-huh. uh it became known as the talk of the western world it was later nicknamed the lady by the sea oh my my where where is this place this is in uh san diego california oh it's in southern california i think okay. san diego okay Hang on, I should know I'm, that. I'm Why is that not even written down? I don't know. You'd think if we're gonna, if I'm gonna stay, make you stay there one day. <laughs> it's in San Diego. Okay. Okay. Good. Okay. Uh, so the hotel has a slogan, and I gotta tell you, it's just about the dandiest slogan I ever did see. <laughs> okay. I would like you to come up with a slogan eventually for me um, that sounds as enthralling because yes, I feel so like I'm with Cletus, so I'll work <laughs> on it. Cletus, oh, that would be like a Xenon situation, like Cletus Lapidus, you know? Cletus. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on quickly. Okay, so 
The hotel slogan, which whoever wrote it, you deserve a big hug and a trophy and money. Free from malaria, hay fever, mad dogs, cold snaps, or cyclones. I like that it's not and cyclones. Wait, like that's there's, it? Oh, that's, <laughs> that's it. slogan? Oh that's my god. Just, <laughs> it's just free from those five things, but apparently only one at a time. So I love <laughs> I also love that like uh that's what makes it stand apart, whereas other hotels are known for their mad dogs and cyclones. <laughs> this one is like You, you can get your hay of... fever somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, you can and you will, but <laughs> you come here. So this place was not only known for its apparently amazing slogan, but it was also um, very swanky. It had over 750 rooms and it had an 11,000 square foot ballroom. Like 11,000. Squ- I thought you said football. Oh, you said square foot ballroom. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I said I a see. football room. I'm honestly slow. that would to some people that would be very swanky. So, <laughs> um. So they had also had 34 billiard rooms, billiard, no, billiard tables. Oh my God. Not. I was pool. like, well, okay, they, <laughs> so somebody has hall. a problem. <laughs> it had 34 billiard tables, bowling alleys, and it had a dining room that could seat a thousand people. Whoa. It had t- tennis courts. It had a Japanese tea garden. It had an Olympic sized saltwater pool. Yeah. And to top it all off for a sprinkle of razzle dazzle, it had an ostrich farm. Whoa, I didn't see that coming. And you're not going to see this coming either. Thomas Edison oversaw the light installations. No way. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, he just, like, told them how the lights worked while they put them in. (laughs) You just screw it in, actually. Here's the filament, I think, (laughs) is what it's called. They had... um, I wanted to say last week I talked about the school room, the the schoolhouse I went to, Uh and they actually had, like... A lot of the schoolhouses will have this, and it's usually the exact same piece of paper. So if you, I don't have to buy it a million times, but they usually have like a wall of like charts that look like they're from the 1870s, and you oh, can buy cool. them for yourself. So you feel like you're looking at the real class schedule and like <gasps> rules of from the teacher and like things like that. The schoolhouse I just went to had a new piece of paper I hadn't seen before where it was the old. It looked like the old flyer to warn the teachers about how the lamps worked because Edison bulbs had just been installed. No. I was like, now that's fun. That's pretty damn cool. The teachers are like, really? We got to learn a whole nother thing now? <laughs> damn it. Oh, my God. Christine, I have to tell you, by the way. What? Oh, my God. Speaking of like having to learn a whole new technology, I just stayed, as you know, because I was late to recording today. Sorry. I just stayed at this hotel last night. And my friend, she's a flight attendant. Whenever she comes in town, we always have a sleepover. And so I get to like stay at different hotels in my own town, which is super fun. fun. But there's this one hotel. I'm not going to say the name because I don't want to insult them. But please also never make me stay there because the technology, I couldn't, I felt like I was 90,000 years old. I couldn't figure out how anything worked. The elevators, I've never, it was a digital elevator. Do you know what that means? No. It honestly rocked my world and like in such a confusing way it was okay so first of all they had two elevators they were one of those buildings where no they had three elevators they had that you had to take all of them in the right sequence what? so i know i don't understand uh they had a an elevator just for parking so once you parked your car you had to take an elevator just to get to the lobby uh-huh. then to get to the lobby uh once you're in the lobby you have to take elevator number two which only takes you up to a certain amount of floors like the oh. like floor one isn't the lobby you have to go to the first floor to go to a lobby that's like 10 more floors up okay 
Then from there, you have to take another elevator to get to your rooms. Okay. But each of these elevators, I'm not kidding, don't have buttons. Huh? Don't have buttons. So, like, you have to... The parking one had a button, but then the other two elevators, you had to rely on your room key, which, like, how do you even get your like how do you take the initial elevator to the lobby without a room key i don't understand it um thank god i was with someone else the whole time but you have to use your room key to basically where the buttons would be for you to call an elevator usually there was just a screen and you put your room key to it and then there would be um it would you would have to type in your floor and then it would Whoa. show and then it would show you different numbers to let you know what elevator to walk to to get to the elevator that what? was going that was now pre-programmed to take you to your floor specifically. Oh my god, it was such a nightmare. So anyway, let's just say I can relate to the people who had to use these Edison bulbs for the to first these eighteen hundred school teachers. <laughs> I was like, this is like who thought of this? This is not user friendly at no, all. No, it doesn't sound like it, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I only figured it out on my way out to drive away and never come back imagine like getting stuck in one of those elevators and there's just no buttons and you're like well i can't even call that's what it said there was only one button and it was the phone in case there was a crisis (laughs) i was like this is beyond i can't this is such a nightmare and then they (laughs) even they had to know it was a problem because there were like attendants at each of the hallways that had different elevators that were programmed to take you to only certain sets of rooms oh my god And so they had attendants to be like, this is the hallway to the elevators that take you to these rooms. Like they had to manually tell you. They had to pay other people to stand there and tell you how to use the non-attendant elevator. This is, yeah. That's when you know, like maybe you've stretched it a little too much. It's like, why don't you just pay for buttons and then nobody has to do that? You know, I just stayed in a hotel in Chicago that had a TV in the mirror, in the bathroom (gasps) mirror. That's funky. But it was like... You can't even really see it. No, you couldn't. And it was so grainy. And it was about like, it was like this big. It was tiny. And there was a remote on the, um, and I also stayed in a recent hotel in San, where were we? San, I forget, somewhere. And um, the freaking uh, toilet had a remote. (laughs) I was like, whoa, (laughs) like a full size remote. That's got to be the dirtiest remote i've ever seen (laughs) i know i was like yikes and it had all the different bidets and heated and i sat on it in the middle of the night it was like warm and i was like okay this is tripping me out all these different buttons but the tv in the mirror was like somebody thought this was cool 10 years ago and now it's like already outdated because it's so grainy you can't even see it like from the shower or the toilet so like or even when you're looking like i've seen those mirror screens and like unless it's like a super duper holy crap expensive one like you still see your reflection yeah, the whole yeah, time it's, exactly it's, it's like it's i was on. watching like pbs i turned it on it was like antiques roadshow but my dumb face was like hovering over all the antiques <laughs> you're the antique <laughs> i am honestly that makeup mirror told me so i looked at it and i went oh god this is too clear of a mirror anyway sorry so yes high-tech hotels we're already too old for this shit i yeah i never um I always thought, oh, when I get older, I'll totally keep up with the times. I, I won't be like everyone that. else. We'll and then never that, be like my parents. I'm never going to ask what the cloud is. That, right. That elevator really humbled me. So anyway, <laughs> that's how I feel today. Okay. So Thomas Edison oversaw the light installations, which, yes, for all I know, means he just like watched people. He gave do... like a lesson in <laughs> filaments. <laughs> Uh, okay, so those are some of the fun facts. Another fun fact about the Hotel Dell is in 1904, the hotel had the first in the entire country outdoor electrically lit Christmas tree. 
That is a fun fact. I think that's so fun. I love that. Um, and then here are just some of the guests. This might be outdated because, again, these notes, if I were to like look at the information on it, it might be a few years old. But at the time that I wrote these notes, uh, the guests of people who have come here were Presidents Harrison, McKinley, Taft, Wilson, Roosevelt, Bush, Obama, and several celebrities, including a personal fave, Orville Redenbacher. Oh, my goodness. And he actually lived here for 20 years until he died. He lived there? He lived there for oh 20 years. Okay. Yep. Uh, actually, you know what? I'm If I were a betting kind of fella, I would say I think this is a chapter in our book because I remember talking <laughs> about Orville Redenbacher in our You're book. Like, I like how that springs the memory. <laughs> Nothing else. None of the Thomas Edison. None of the just crazy the popcorn facts king. about. Hang on. Yeah, just Hang the on. popcorn king. He did it. He did it. I'm getting my book to see. I gotta have my book somewhere. Oh, it's under all these other books. I don't want to pull it out. By the way, that's something they don't tell you. Like, once you write a book, you don't always remember you everything you put in don't. there. No. Um, let's oh, wait. See. It is in there. Is it? Yeah. Almost 185 positive. if you'd I'm like to positive. read along, people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, I already see his name. Orville Redenbacher. Okay. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> okay. That makes a lot of sense. I also see Ostrich Farm. So, you know, I definitely did do these you notes knew what for you the were, book. You knew what you were talking about, for sure. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, well, that'll do it. That'll okay. do it. Also in the book, by the way, I wrote, uh, to be honest, it... Oh, hang on. Most, many notable people have stayed here, including Orville Redenbacher, who lived here for 20 years until his death. Uh, and then I said, <laughs> in parentheses, to be determined if his ghost has popped by. So, oh, Lord, um, ouch, that hurt me. Just a taste of it's what you can get. Painful. Yeah, we're trying to sell this book, not, you know... <laughs> Just kidding. Very uh, good. Very bake, good. Em. Thank you. Thank you. Snaps for me. Snaps um, for you. Okay. So, yeah, he lived in this. I would like more information on why he lived there for twenty years. Like, what was the situation? He couldn't afford his own home, or because no, this was so elaborate. Are expensive to live in. I feel yeah, because like he, he was pricey. He was probably just like super rich at the time. You he was get like taken care of. You know, you got people doing your cleaning yeah. and all that. You got like, thirty-four billiard rooms <laughs> he's got um a he's got thomas edison original first edition <laughs> light bulbs so this is also where king edward the eighth met his wife who uh he later gave up the throne for fun Whoa. fact and this is where stephen king was inspired to write 1408 oh my god fun 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 everybody this is a cool place so in 1958, uh, this is where they filmed Some Like It Hot with uh, Marilyn Monroe. Whoa. And a fun fact about her behind the scenes is that Marilyn Monroe ate a chilled vanilla souffle with meringue on top every day. <laughs> but no popcorn. Can you imagine how insulted Orville oh, was? Oh, he was pissed. He was like, I'm right upstairs. You like, could have just smell it from I could have just, like, craft services never contacted me. That's uh, so fucked up. Really embarrassing, honestly. Uh, also, the room rates, I want you to guess at the time. This was in the early 1900s. Oh, no, opened in 1888. In 1888, what do you think the room rates were per day? $6. Close. It was 2 to two fifty per day. Okay, so not close. <laughs> so a third. I mean, to us, close. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, close, close in today's money, maybe. Yeah. Um, $2? Also, $2 to Damn. two fifty. So no wonder Orville was hanging out there for $2 a day. He's like, this yeah. is great. Uh, also, the resort once had a separate dining room and an entrance, both of them for single women. 
Oh no, that's so fucking rude. <laughs> it's like, oh. like if you're married, welcome all. But if you're oh, single, there's the door. Oh boy. Yeah, spinsters were not welcome. No, so. no. And then there's the story of Kate Morgan, and I think this is why I keep thinking I'd had covered the story before because she is one of the most notable ghosts here and i feel like oh. every hotel has a ghost named kate and i don't understand it's what's true. going on i think uh we hit the double whammy um a couple episodes ago when there was a woman named kate who was the woman in red in, who right. the whole lost at sea thing so who, yes double tr- like triple triple whammy. facta yeah. triple facta tri- trifecta triple facta <laughs> that's what they call it <laughs> Okay, so Kate is the uh, most notable ghost, and her story is that she was born in Iowa in 1864, Mm -hmm. and she was sent to live with her grandfather. Um, And as an adult, she married a man named Thomas Edwin Morgan, uh, but they were not happy, and a few years into their relationship, Kate left her husband and ran off with a man named Albert Allen, who was (gasps) Thomas's stepbrother. (gasps) Escandalo. Oh, my God. Escandalo. (laughs) Indeedy. And it's suggested that their relationship was also an unhappy one. You know, oh, keeping it well, in the family it didn't probably didn't start hot. You know, yeah. um, didn't venture far enough from the family. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So Thanksgiving, eighteen ninety-two, uh, Kate checks into Hotel Dell under the name, not Kate Morgan, but mm. Mrs. Lottie A. Bernard from Detroit. <laughs> How much like, fun do you think she had coming up with that little, that fake little name? I know. Mrs. Lottie A. I like how she was like, we're going to get creative enough to throw an initial in there, but I don't yeah. know what it stands for. It, but but she's like, but if somebody asks, I'm going to have to come up with it on the spot. It's a little exciting <laughs> game for me, you know? Even I don't know what's Even to Even I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, fun fact, she entered the hotel through the single ladies entrance. Uh-huh. Um, and she mostly kept to herself, and she was in frequent contact with the housekeeper who often visited her room. And this is where the story gets kind of complicated, because she's okay. by herself. She's really only talking to the housekeeper. She's going by this other name. And either, this is version one, she said that she was diagnosed with a some sort of stomach, like a cancer or something, <gasps> that, a, a terminal illness. that, um, And it was at this hotel where she was going to meet her brother, who's a doctor and he was going to kind of update her on her prognosis. Okay. So that's story one. But she made that up. We think so. Okay. The other story that she made up was, or that people say she made up is that she got separated from her boyfriend on the train. And this was just their meetup location. And she was waiting for him to find her at the hotel. Okay. Sure. Um, Which, I love that maybe this was more common back in the day. I do remember this being a more common thing, but it just kind of hits me to realize like, oh yeah, people had to discuss meeting up spots in case they got lost. Oh yeah. Um, and so I like how they picked, like, let's go to that really bougie hotel. That Hell yeah. Crazy. That, way, that way when I show up and I don't know when you're coming, I don't really care because I can just spend weeks here. <laughs> right. There's so you. much to do. So much. So many billiard rooms to explore. <laughs> <laughs> so many light bulbs to see turn on by themselves. Uh, um, and so th- it's either one of those stories where she was waiting for her brother who's a doctor or she was waiting for her boyfriend who she got separated from. Okay. And the hotel staff testified later that they remember her looking like she was in pain, but actually refused a doctor. So 
I guess they, she could come up with the story of like, oh, no, my, my brother is the doctor I trust. Okay. okay. Um, but the next day, even though she looked like she was in pain one night, hotel staff said later the next day she was asking for wine. She asked for a jigger of whiskey. She asked for painkillers and malaria pills to all be brought to her room. Well, um, well, well, you know how they feel about malaria at this place. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what a bunch of painkillers and alcohol will do if you mix them together. Oh, yeah. I was just still thinking about the, <laughs> the slogan of the hotel. I wasn't even thinking about the other part. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, your part is definitely more fun to talk about because they, I was wondering with the slogan, I was like, where does malaria come into play? But I guess they found a way to insert like, it into their story the anti-malaria pills you could ever want <laughs> i know hay fever got it but the flu no 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 no, no. <laughs> <laughs> you're on your own there no theraflu here uh so sh- they brought up a bunch of alcohol and painkillers and a few days passed and no guy either a brother or boyfriend ever showed up oh. and by november 28th three days after uh thanksgiving kate went out and she bought a handgun <gasps> She went out to the veranda and she died by suicide. <gasps> oh, no. And the hotel's assistant electrician found her the next day. But <gasps> cops uh, tried to find her family and they couldn't. So even though she said she had a brother, they don't know who it was. Um, they found out that Lottie wasn't her name. I don't totally know how, but because they found out that Lottie was not her name, the press ended up nicknaming her the beautiful stranger. Whoa. And her employer in L.A. ended up seeing the picture in the paper of the beautiful stranger and was able to reach out and say, oh, I know who that is. The beautiful stranger is actually named Kate Morgan. Oh, my goodness. But so now we don't know if Kate Morgan or Lottie Bernard was the fake name. We don't know which one. I guess Kate Morgan was probably her name because her employer had it. Her employer knew. Right, right. Um, But while she worked for the employer, she said that she was married to a gambler. Um, and she left her job to travel with her husband. So others remember her saying brother. It, it gets very complicated and we just don't really know what her story was. She was clearly on the run um, or she was clearly trying to avoid people finding out who she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so theories suggest that her and this man that she was waiting on were con artists and they would travel around and either swindle people out of money Um something like that and then the guy just never came or Mm -hmm. that the guy never existed and she just she thought someone was coming and they didn't and so she died by suicide because of that or she could just been really depressed and just you know we don't know the real story so why the alcohol and pills then i wonder if it was just like to like the last couple days to just kind of maybe in an escape or maybe she because maybe that's how she was gonna die I did, too. I wonder if it was an attempt and it didn't work. I right, don't know. Right, right, Okay. Um, so days before she actually arrived at the Hotel Dell and this whole story starts, witnesses say that they did see her on a train with a man heading towards San Diego. Um, oh, okay. But then, saw, but then uh, those people said that they saw them get in a huge fight and parted ways, and that's when she must have showed up at the hotel. So we really don't know the situation at all, but allegedly there was a man involved and he never met up with her. Oh no. Um, so she is now buried, uh, in Mount Hope cemetery as Lottie Anderson Bernard. I don't know where Anderson comes from. Hey, Hey. Yeah. But I don't know who picked it. Somebody (laughs) got to pick it. It's not fair. She didn't even get to pick her middle name. Maybe that housekeeper she was friends with asked, oh, like, maybe. what's the A stand for? Maybe. 
Yeah. Uh, so she's buried in Mount Hope Cemetery as Lottie Anderson Bernard, a.k.a. Kate Morgan. Okay, so, I see, I see. And the coroner, by the way, to see if, like, the original story of, like, oh, she had, like, uh, some sort of, like, really bad stomach illness and her brother's a doctor. A coroner said that she was far too young for um, stomach cancer and there was no sign of it showed in his autopsy. Mm, so Intriguing. That one is pretty debunked. Another clue. It's also theorized that her stomach might have been hurting because maybe she was pregnant and wasn't oh. telling anybody. And maybe she, with the pills and alcohol, was oh, trying to. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that might have been the topic that led to a fight on the train with this guy. You know, like maybe like she said, I'm pregnant and I don't, I don't want the baby. And then yeah, they part ways out. Maybe he didn't want the baby. And so yeah. she, he left her. Who knows? Oh, gosh. Oh, yeah. Maybe he left her when he found out she was pregnant. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't totally know. But in the 1980s, the case was looked at again. And it could have actually been a homicide because of the position <gasps> of the gun and the upward trajectory of the bullet and the <gasps> fact that the bullet didn't match her gun. Oh. So it could have looked like it was a cover-up, like someone just left another gun there oh or something. Oh, my God. Oh, no. It suggests that maybe whoever she was waiting for to show up actually did show up just to kill her and then leave. Mm. And, but since it was so long ago, the case has not been reopened again. So Wow. Um, and there is a store in the hotel called Kate's. It's on the lower level of the hotel. They named a store after her? Yeah. That's cute. I, I think that's cute. I'd love a store named after me. I hope she's like, beaming about that. Um, so the store is named after her uh, in her honor. And the other two rooms that are most haunted in the hotel, other than Kate's room, are both where pregnant women died by suicide. Oh, no. So that, in a paranormal way, almost confirms, not confirms, but makes you think like, oh, maybe if sure. the other two had that happen and there was a story that makes it sound like that could have been her situation too and all those three rooms are haunted maybe that that's what happened to her um there's another story of a little girl and her favorite doll that she brought everywhere with her but she became extremely sick at the hotel and was taken to the doctor and no one thought to grab the doll and she died without it stop and so now they think that she haunts the hotel looking oh, for her doll oh i know no. i know I know. I wanted to say that one That's like a Band-Aid. Rip it off. Yeah. So here are some of the other ghosts um, or uh, other hauntings, I suppose. So the most haunted rooms are booked over a year in advance for the most part. So if really? you wanted to be in Kate Morgan's space, good luck. Yeah. Um, also, the cleaning staff, they like to work in pairs to avoid being alone anywhere. Um, I'm sure there's some like you know, more uh, macho uh, staff people who are like, I can dandle it, but I would definitely be someone who wanted to buddy system. Uh, electronics will unplug themselves and your electronics will go missing. Uh, footsteps run past your bed. Absolutely not. Forget it. Uh, there are very strong floral scents that will make you wake up in the middle of the night because the perfume is so overwhelming Ooh, for the smell. Creepy. People hear women and babies crying, which is super sad. Mm. Um, pictures of orbs have been found floating next to Kate's room. People have seen groups of women dressed in Victorian clothing walking around. That's cool. I, I think so, too. And I always wonder if I'd be one of those people who the ghosts think, oh, I'm stupid enough to think this is like a, a, a reenactment. <laughs> like, I want them to think I'm I would think that, you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I want them to think I could fall for it because yeah, I yes. would. Because we both um, would, probably. We both would. I'd be yeah. like, that's exactly... Oh, man, a reenactment. I got to go find them. And then it'd be ghosts. <laughs> uh, 
uh, people feel themselves being watched or being grabbed at. Uh, people have had their TV switching on and off by themselves. They've heard voices and whispers. There's a face that's known to appear in reflections, which is not yours during Antique Roadshow. And uh, <laughs> especially there's reflections of faces in the TVs when they're not being used. <gasps> now that I certainly can't Ooh, get into. Ooh, that just into. gave me goose cam. Um, especially like if you're just lying in bed and your TV's off, but you and can you see like, over. Oh. you can see a reflection of someone else sitting in the room with you. Ugh. I certainly beg to differ. Terrible. Apparently your ears will ring until you can't hear anything. I don't know if that was someone with just like particularly bad tinnitus, but, um, (laughs) you know, whatever. I, it hasn't happened to me, so I don't know. Uh, there's a quote from someone who says, I started to hear my name. It sounded muffled. And then it was like the entire hallway was echoing my name. Ew. I got, I don't like it. Ew. Um, People look into mirrors and see distorted versions of themselves. Nah. That's out of a horror film. And there have been cases where there's no reflection at all. Oh. What? No. That's a new one. That's that's a new new one. one. That is. Uh, People sense deep sadness. They sense your throat closing up. Um, They have dreams of a woman in a black dress standing over you. There are reports of a woman wearing black 1800s garb gliding down the corridors, which is just so perfectly haunted. And the same woman is seen standing by the windows and trying to open locked doors. And so people think maybe that's Kate because she's like trying to get out on the roof or something. Um. There's a guest that put her necklace in the closet safe, and when she opened the box, the necklace was literally tied up in several knots. Oh, well, that's just rude. That's so fucking mean. That's like, the hardest thing when you're trying to untangle one of those chains. Especially if it's in a safe, you know that that means it was also expensive. Like, yeah, so now, yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't that like a, a Dollar General necklace that you can just toss. Like, you yeah. have to figure it you gotta out. Gotta untangle that shit now. And like, and what was the point? Like, what, what is the point? Like, what was that for? Was it's that just like to... you as a ghost being inconvenient for everybody? <laughs> if you want to be, that's there's a difference. I promise you, I will be uh, inconveniencing everyone as a ghost, but I will not be a grade A dick. Like, uh, that's a dick move. <laughs> it is, and honestly, it's probably for the best because I tangle my necklaces all by myself. I don't need a ghost to do it. All my yeah. necklaces are tangled anyway. Yeah. Oh, that's a that's a wild one. I there no. I have. I will have standards. You have um, limits. Yeah. <laughs> like there's some ways where it's funny, and then there's other times where it's absolutely not fucking funny. Yeah. I <laughs> I do appreciate your understanding. On Thank that. you. I'm just telling you now because we both know I'm probably gonna go before you. So like, let's and I just... love that I'm gonna blame. I'm gonna try to blame you for the necklace thing, even though I just told you I do it to my own necklaces all the time. <laughs> I'll be like fucking M, and Eva's gonna have to be like M literally outright told you that that's not their fault okay i'm glad that you're seeing the situation i <laughs> i because i am trying to preemptively let yeah. you know where my boundaries lie you know like, i'm gonna blame you for every fucking like, inconvenience of my life <laughs> i will absolutely steal your keys just to go like haha but then like if you actually need like to go to like get your like remicade i'm not gonna steal your keys you know it's like so there's nice a difference <laughs> thank you you're welcome but uh if I were, well, we could get into that forever, but just <laughs> we'll do an after chat on it. <laughs> okay. Uh, the light over the steps where Kate died will not stay lit, which is interesting. So the it's like the oh, electricity won't won't keep up. Uh, maybe because they're still Edison's original eighteen hundred bulbs. But <laughs> I was actually just thinking that uh, there's flickering lights everywhere. Again, Edison bulbs. I don't know what to tell oh you. Oh my god! Sorry, I what? thought I was imagining it, but then now I see it. 
a literal light bulb in my room just went out. Bye. Absolutely like, not. I will. Oh, well, let me turn my background off. Because as you said, they will not stay lit. The corner of my room went dark and I thought that's odd. But I was like, maybe the clouds shifted. And now I'm looking at the ceiling. I'm like, no, the light bulb over there completely went out. Um, I hate it. Happy you. Halloween. I know for real. So here are my, uh, oh, there's one light bulb. Ugh. But now the one. <laughs> I don't know how to turn this. You need like an old teacher's like stick <laughs> to point at the blackboard. Can you see like my corner over there? Yeah, it's gone. The light it's out. above that is is out. It just went dark. But it was right when you said the light won't stay lit where she died. You know what Ugh. I hate about that is that my uh, like I'm in your headphones, so in theory, nothing in your room <gasps> should be hearing me. Ooh, you're which right. It no, it's listening all Ooh, around. I didn't it, even think of that. It Ew. knows no space or time. It just <sighs> is everywhere all at Talk once. Talk about Ugh. boundaries. I mean, geez. Yeah, yeah, truly. Get out of there, her headphones. Get out What's of wrong my with headphones? you? Headphones. Uh, yeah. So as the very... next light goes, I know they this is one by one all the light bulbs. But that was pretty creepy, especially because like it's it's the only one right in like I can see happen right in front of me. And I was standing here going, "What went dark over there? Oh my god! Literally, a light bulb went out. Firm pass. The timing was very odd. Okay, I'm Ooh. gonna say I did that on purpose. That was actually my future ghost trying to play a prank on both of us. <laughs> Honestly, it was probably you in the past when you took a nap up here. You probably unscrewed the light bulb <laughs> just to a point where one day it'll it'll go out. One time I took a nap in Christine's house while our manager was also staying with Christine. And the manager, I think, um, the manager. This, the this, manager. Is how, this is how little I think of Maggie during this story. The uh, everyone else in uh, who has experienced and witnessed me taking a nap knows that it's one not a pretty sight and two once i'm asleep <laughs> like i'm unconscious yeah and uh i told you i was gonna go take a nap and i don't know if our manager knew that because all of a sudden she came up and just started talking to me and she was like oh we have to leave for something and it wasn't her fault because we did have to leave for something but i was i needed someone to be mad at and i was so upset with her i was like i'm in the middle of the best nap of my life <laughs> On the best, like Christine has this one little nook in her house that I'm not kidding is the best nap I've ever. It's the best nap I've ever had. Well, it's underneath this fucking light bulb that just went out. So good luck. But I remember thinking before I even got to your house, I was like, I'm going to fly across the country and I know exactly where I'm going to take my nap. (laughs) It's going to be so good. And I never (laughs) get to sleep in this spot because I'm never here. And then all of a sudden, within 20 minutes, she was like, oh, we have to go to something. And I was like, you have no idea what torment you have caused me. She actually did because she said, can you go wake Em? And I said, absolutely not. I'm not participating in that. And I said, you're the manager. You do it. And so she said, fine, I'll do it. And so that's how Maggie ended up being the wanted to come up here and get you maggie if you're listening i'm sorry but i absolutely refused it wasn't your fault but also i really am i become such a child with my naps um wow where were we oh yeah Yeah. flickering lights the the lights went out (laughs) spooky spooky so the lights will flicker but also fixtures will swing on their own aka chandeliers which i just don't like do you have any chandeliers is it gonna swing i do i'm looking at it now and it is stock still okay good Phew. future ghost me if you'd like to fuck around and find out right yeah, now keep you could, up you keep could up. swing that little chandelier if around. you're listening in my ears like you were a minute ago <laughs> i probably got bored i took a nap <laughs> <laughs> i heard us talking about it and i was like oh that sounds That's really probably good. why you turned that fucking light off you were like it's too bright in here <laughs> bedtime um dark figures speaking of naps and going completely wrong dark figures will pull sheets off of the bed Ooh. so beg to differ yikes 
guests, uh, their speakerphone or their intercom will keep turning on and off in the middle of the night. Mm-mm. Gross. That'd and be annoying as hell. Try this one on for size. Alarm clocks will stay on all night. That's so fucking annoying. <laughs> this is just like the house of uh, like no oddball sleep. activity. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there's a spirit of a girl that said to run around in guest rooms. The rooms will get untidied and the staff will think that the girl uh, or the rooms will untidy themselves. And the staff thinks that that's the girl who is going through people's stuff looking for her doll. Wait, I would. Or just her. looking through their stuff. Or I mean, looking through her stuff. I think that that's would be why me. not, you know, as it goes. Uh a woman will follow you down the hall. Uh, she mirrors all of your actions, <gasps> and then she will smile at you and disappear. Ew, 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 Christine, ew, ew. we've talked about so many things uh, on the show, ew, and ew, that ew. is one for the books. That's one of the worst. Like, mirroring you. So, like, That's like out of a Jordan Peele like, horror film, yeah, you know? Yes. Ugh. Yes, I wonder if it's like, so if you like think you see something in the corner of your eye, but you move and she moves, it's like you think it's your shadow. You know, I had a dream last night that I was looking in the mirror and I moved my arm and the reflection moved a little too slow. Ugh, no, thank you. Um, no, thank you. And so this is not playing well with my subconscious right now. <laughs> oh, good. I'm Well, hey, that's what I'm always aiming for. I know. And you're doing a great job. Um, another woman in old clothes will stare at you from the ballroom. Uh, a shadow will stare at you. Well, oh no, not at you. We'll stare out of the window to the ocean slash garden and then fades away. Aww. That one I'm cool with, like that completely okay. not bothering yeah, me. Yeah. People will hear conversations right outside their door, but no one is there, mm. which I've had that happen to me in a hotel where like, I thought people were like really fucking drunk and like not going in their hotel room and we're just talking outside. Ugh. And then I've opened the door to be like, Hey, can you keep it down? And it was completely <gasps> empty. Dun, dun, dun. Well, remember it was in new Orleans actually, where I kept being like, why are you knocking on my door mm, nonstop? Right. You kept not, or was that you who kept hearing knocking? One of us kept hearing knocking on the no, door. No, you kept gaslighting me into thinking I was somehow next to your door knocking I on it. I thought you were <laughs> fucking with me. You kept somebody kept knocking, and then every time I'd rip the door open, nobody was there, and I was like, "Em, are you just like crawling under the door and banging on it?" And you were like, "I'm I legitimately see not. why you think I would." Right? <laughs> like, okay, I feel crazy, and I probably am, but it really did feel like something you would do. <laughs> I think because I thought I also knew it was something I might do. Every time you texted me, like, are you knocking on my door? I'd be like, have I knocked on your door recently? Remember the time <laughs> when I, I did? Yeah, you were like, maybe? But <laughs> you texted me, you were like, I'm on the toilet. And I was like, prove it. And then I was like, don't prove it. Actually, don't prove it. I I never need to prove it to you because every time I call you on the phone, I'm always on the <laughs> yeah, toilet. And yeah, I, yeah. I it's the first known. thing I tell you. I always say, I should have known. <laughs> I say, Christine, I'm on the potty. I'm ready to talk about stuff. <laughs> ready to chit chat with you. It's always such a nice Aww. place to have a conversation. Okay, the last few things are that the doors and curtains will move on their own. People hear murmurs and coughing and hearty laughter. The screens have fallen off the windows. Again, that could be poor construction. <laughs> um, strange glowings and lights uh, are un show up under the doorways of vacant rooms. Ooh. That one I have been able to debunk before um, uh, with it being... Um, if it's a window facing like the street, you, oh. somehow you can still get car lights like a from headlight, under the doors. A headlight, right. Mm -hmm. um, objects have flown across the room and smashed into walls, especially in the gift shop. Oh, um, that's not and, like a snow globe is what I'm picturing. Like Smashing. things they're trying to sell for money. Yeah. That's so sad. That's, that's the same person who's nodding up everyone's necklaces. I guess so. Fucking around. 
people have woken up to shadows standing beside their window. Uh, people have seen indentations on the bed, and the sheets will not stretch back as if something is still sitting <gasps> on the bed. Oh, it's like tug. You tug on yeah. it. And it's, oh no! Now that I do not enjoy. I don't um, either. Uh, uh, apparitions have been seen walking around in the gift shop, probably right before they smash something against a wall. Uh, <laughs> windows and doors open and close. Guests have said that their bed shakes at night. One maid slipped a note under the door asking if an occupant wanted the room cleaned. And then a note was sent back under the door saying yes, but it was a vacant room. <gasps> Truly get out of town. The ghost was just like waiting for somebody to scare. <laughs> it was like, somebody come in here, please. I like to think there was a ghost like squatting by the door with a pen and paper yeah. ready to go at any moment. Anytime. Uh, guests have seen the drapes blowing in the breeze, but the window is shut. Uh, window or uh, spirits of children are heard running around. Sometimes they will apparently run into you and you'll feel something hit Ow. you, but you think it's a kid and there's no one there. Um, ghosts have been seen uh, overseeing the dining room where you think there's an employee there, but it's actually nobody's there. Mm. Guests will hear someone talking in the hotel room, but they go inside and nobody is there. And ghosts will hear people talking in the bathroom at night, but nobody is there. Oh, no. There's also gurgling sounds in the bathroom, <gasps> shower curtains moving, toilets flushing, sinks going on and off, and guests will feel vertigo and icy cold spots. Ooh, gurgling. Some have even felt chest pains in a room where a man is said to have died from heart failure. Oh, that's sad. And then I'll end with a quote that says, at about 2 a.m., this is from a guest who had something happen. At about 2 a.m., I was awakened by exceedingly cold temperatures and the ceiling fan working at high speed. The fan remained on for about 30 seconds and then stopped. I awoke to find that all the bed pillows had been stacked pyramid style on <gasps> top of my computer. Ugh. I that's some poltergeist shit of like Ooh. things stacking on places that they shouldn't be. Oh, creepy, creepy, creepy. Imagine that New Orleans hotel if like we woke up and no. all the pillows were just like stacked in a pyramid on top of your computer. On Forget top of it. my iPad, which was playing mysterious music in that same hotel room. Now that was freaky. That was freaky. That was and freaky. M was on the potty. I was on the potty. And I started Ugh. screaming, and you were you like know, what and i was like i can't blame you for this one because you are on the potty but i swear to god i wasn't touching my ipad i remember you telling me hey something paranormal just happened and my pants were down and i was mid potty <laughs> experience like the ghost knew so perfectly what and to do. i was i was like i can't even run away if i wanted to right now no. like this i got nothing i just have to sit Hot here and pants down <laughs> i just have to wonder if all of a sudden the ghost is gonna think it's so funny to fling the door open and also, you just see me on the potty so fucking rude because we were separate we were in the same room but we were like just the one five minute break where we were in separate spaces something spooky happened so i couldn't like prove to you i wasn't touching it but i remember was a... i was screaming did you turn on music and you were like no, no how I would didn't. i do that with how your ipad that? that's over there <laughs> oh yikes uh, anyway can't wait to go back to new orleans when this comes out we'll be in new orleans tomorrow or in a few days <laughs> so a few days very spooky timing oh yeah well oh and that was anyway a good that's one. the hotel del coronado and that was so good and so thank spooky. You. It really was. Um, thank you. Thank you. I, and now I've got notes for the next uh, two episodes. I can't believe the, it. You're the so ones prepared. Who didn't I know it. Wow. That was a good one, Em. Honestly, a lot of stuff happens there that I hadn't even heard of before. Like the person mimicking your movements and that, that. is absolutely. <sighs> that's an immediate. That's a new one to me. Red flag. Like full-blown hotel red flag. Yeah. Gigantic flag. 
This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things. But Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code DRINK. I have actually a cold case for you today. <gasps> oh, see, I'm always so excited to hear them, but then I also get I so know. mad because what you're telling me right off the bat is we you're <laughs> good fucking luck finding Maybe out. Maybe you'll solve it. I say that every time. I know. I always think like I'm I'm Weird. the detective yeah, ready finally, for the case. Finally, the right person has come along, and it's M. <laughs> Schultz. <laughs> They've been waiting all this time just for this oh, moment. Oh, well, you never know. Maybe you'll have some sort of uh, insight. We'll see. We'll see. Maybe. This is the Jane Marie Pritchard cold case. And um, I watched, uh, there are a bunch of sources, but one of the YouTube videos I watched was called Killer Bites. And um, I thought she did a really good job with it. So just wanted to give her a little shout out. Killer Bites, fun. Killer That's Bites. You, sorry, you said that was a show or it was a, a YouTube podcast? series? Yeah, oh, okay. YouTube show. Um, and I thought she did a really good job. So Jane Marie Pritchard was born in Tacoma Park, Maryland, in 1958, and was a very outdoorsy person from from childhood. She grew up on a 38 acre farm and developed a great love for nature and animals. Um, apparently, during dinner time, she would like come in and give presentations on like the different plants she had found out <laughs> in the yard. Like just very That's so sweet, fun. yeah. So had a green thumb, loved planting things, was constantly working in the garden, even as a little kid. Just loved being outside. And she had three siblings: two older brothers named Greg and Keith, and a younger sister named Beth. And she was close with all three of her siblings, but she had a special bond with Keith, who was three years older than her. 
Okay. One of her brothers described Jane as adventurous and independent. Um, she once had driven from Maryland across the country by herself to California uh, when she finished her undergrad degree just to like explore and see what was out there and what mm -hmm. she might want to do next. And for that time period, like in the sixties, seventies, like for a young girl to be driving cross country by herself is pretty badass. I think. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so she was just a very adventurous person. Um, she was also a very good student. She was valedictorian in high school. She graduated from her bachelor's with honors. Uh, and she graduated from uh, her bachelor's in 1980 and started working on a graduate degree in botany at the University of Maryland. And um, according to her academic advisor, she was a calm person who loved being in nature. And at the time, she was studying at the College Park campus of University of Maryland and living in a suburb of Washington, D.C., she also worked at a place called Brookside Gardens, which is a botanical garden in Montgomery County, Maryland. Hmm. And this is this was news to me because I had never heard of this before. But she her research specifically focused on a native edible plant called hog peanut. Huh. I've never heard of that. <laughs> hog either. peanut. Edible plant. I wonder what it tastes like. Peanut? Uh, maybe. Maybe that's hog? why it's called that. Hog? I don't know. Bacon uh, and peanut both? sounds pretty good. Sounds pretty good. Um, but yeah, I mean, it looks just like a leaf to me. So I don't know how. No. I don't know. Oh, wait. All listen, right. this is the first. Here. What does hog peanut taste like? They are sweet and delicious raw with a taste that is more like shelled garden beans than peanuts. Shelled garden beans. So maybe like, like, like a, a snap like pea? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is what I'm, I'm picturing. fine with that. I'm. That's, you like I love, a snap pea? I love a snap pea. I'll, Eva just found that video of us singing Veggie Tales and eating snap peas in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, I have uh, proof. <laughs> I really, I love a good snap pea. That's I probably wonder, one of my one of my favorites of the greens. Yeah, I wonder what uh, if they sell hog peanut at Ralph's. We'll find out. <laughs> if they, I feel like that's a Trader Joe's move right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely like a world market only. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so she was studying this hog peanut and she often collected data in Blackbird State Forest, which is a forest in Delaware, which was about two hours from her home. So at this point, Jane was finishing up the data collection necessary for her thesis, and she was hoping to finish her degree in the next few months. Her research was described as top notch. She had even been asked to prepare it for publication in a scientific journal. Hey. Like, I know, like she was really kicking ass. Um, and she also worked as a teaching assistant and was beloved by the undergrad students that she taught um, as part of their courses, which was really sweet. Um, as a former TA, I was certainly not beloved by my freshman writing class. But I always forget you were a TA. It was so traumatic. <laughs> that was at BU, right? I did right? not like it, yeah. What did, what was your like what did a curriculum piece look like for you? We did college writing, so it was like uh it was basically like learning how to write an essay. Um and did you go into it thinking it'd be fun? No, but they paid a lot of my <laughs> tuition, so I Okay, did it that'll anyway. do it. That'll do yeah, it. Yeah, it was a good experience. Um, sure. It taught sure. me that I don't want to be a teacher. Uh so there you go. All right. I had to do office enough. hours and a bunch of students cried and I got emails from parents. They cried because of you? Because No, like... they just like cried because like school is hard and you know they're freshmen oh. in college and like overwhelmed and I was like I'm not equipped for this. Like I'm 
about to cry too. Like I'm, I'm like, not much I'm older only than like, you. I'm like two years older than you. We're both <laughs> crying. We're both. We both go to this I school. Like, I'm gonna call my mom too right after this. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they always called me Professor Schieffer, and I was like, please don't call me that. Please don't like, call me that. Please call me Professor Schieffer as I'm about to walk into my own class of where my where a professor can hear me get called professor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, nah, I'm not equipped to be. I'm not bold enough to pretend like I'm supposed to be here. Um, you have to be one of the cool you got to be called christine you, like if you get a lot you gotta let them call you christine i tried i really did and they were like professor and i was like please please <laughs> um actually i had a student dm me recent not recently maybe like last year on twitter and being be like hey i was one of your students and uh i listen to your podcast now <laughs> i was like what it's it was... like well you're that person's about to get an earful about so how you <laughs> should have just been called christine the whole time <laughs> i was so traumatized okay anyway she had students who loved her um and it seemed all around that she was a pretty studious and kind friendly person very impressive to her professors and her classmates and, of course, this is where things go wrong. So on September 19th of 1986, Jane at this point is 28 years old, and she stays the night at a friend's house in Lewes, Delaware. She packed all of her research equipment with her, and the next morning she left early to drive about an hour to Blackbird State Forest, where she was going to do some collection for her thesis. And around 7 a.m. on September 20th, she parked her white and blue Chevrolet Blazer on the side of an access road near Blackbird State Forest Road, to set up her equipment so Mm. she had tools that stretched from the back of her truck to about 30 yards into the woods besides the road wow okay and she was recording the data minute by minute in her scientific journal and around 10 a.m the entries in her scientific journal abruptly stopped oh shit okay 5 30 p.m that same day a new jersey couple on a fall camping trip set out on a hike through the state forest And they were having a wonderful, peaceful fall autumnal day until they discovered the body of a young woman about 20 feet from her equipment near Mm. a trail lying in the forest underbrush. Interesting. Sorry, you might have just said this, but how... How far away was that from the actual, like, where she parked her car and had the equipment? It was right there? About 30 feet, yeah. 30 feet, okay. Mm -hmm. That's what I thought you said. Uh, So, okay, so no one... Well, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. But my first thought is, okay, well, she wasn't kidnapped if she's... Right. She's still found right there. Unless she was kidnapped, something happened, and then they brought her back. But I don't know how this is going to go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So her body was about 20 feet from her equipment, um, which was like 30 feet from the car. So the couple scrambled to get to a phone. This is pre-cell phone era, obviously. And they called the police who leapt into action um jane was partially clothed when the hikers found her and investigators determined that she had been killed by shotgun wounds to her back and she had been uh killed essentially by bleeding to death from her left shoulder and neck okay so it was certainly a a person was there and killed her and she shot her Mm -hmm. right right yeah Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. so man because my first thought was like oh maybe there was like some weird like random wild animal that animal attacked attack her. right right okay but yeah a gunshot is pretty <laughs> pretty human in nature pretty human say. yeah <laughs> okay yeah so investigators briefly considered actually an accidental shooting like maybe right. there was a hunting accident um the so that saturday actually was the hunting season's kickoff weekend and there were about 25 to 50 hunters in the area at the time of mm. jane's death But um, the fact that she had, like, multiple wounds and they were fatal 
and she was partially undressed like didn't strike as like an accident you know i mean i'm still already leaning into someone took her somewhere else and then brought her back or was there and ran off and oh really interesting why why took her somewhere i don't know why i took her somewhere in my mind it would have to be a more secluded area but i guess it's by an access road and nobody is you know people are driving really fast so maybe no one would have noticed i don't know yeah i think she was killed right there um based on at least based on what they could gather so they decided this had to be um killing with intent rather than an accidental death um they asked anyone who'd seen jane or her vehicle on saturday to reach out with any information they had and about two days after her death, a 27-year-old squirrel hunter named Michael P. Lloyd contacted police with a tip. He said he had seen Jane working in the forest the morning she died, and he noted that there was another hunter nearby whom he described to police sketch artists. And in a later interview, he said it, he felt it was his civic duty to contact police and let them know what he had seen. Okay. So investigators closed off the crime scene. They scoured the ground for any evidence. They used metal detectors. They collected soil samples. They sent potential evidence to the FBI and D.C. to review. And basically all they found was a single hair at the scene, which did not belong to Jane. Hmm. So this was a big deal because at this point, DNA was like a new tool being used by investigators and it was like brand new. So there was only one lab in the entire country that processed DNA evidence. Okay. Um, and it was out in California. But so they had this random hair and uh, besides that, they really didn't have any evidence whatsoever there weren't even footprints to see like oh where did this person escape or what kind of shoes were they wearing what shoe size they just couldn't find anything Uh, in the meantime police interviewed 300 people about the case with no luck whatsoever and blackbird state forest encompassed 7,000 acres so it was pretty impossible to know who might have been lurking in the forest and just hadn't been seen by anybody uh, that morning however Now they're starting to suspect maybe Michael, the squirrel hunter who called in the tip, had something to do with the crime and was like inserting himself and, you know, trying to push the investigation in a certain direction. Uh, He worked as a janitor at a pharmaceutical company and he had described Jane's clothes and equipment in detail to the police. So now they're thinking, well, maybe he he knows about what she was wearing and he knows about her equipment. Maybe he had more interaction than we thought Um, then again, maybe he was just observant. I don't know. So police then took issue with some inconsistencies in the hunter's story. So they called Michael every single day for a week to question him. And, uh, he started to feel like, okay, this is too much. Like you're harassing me at this point. Sure. And police told him, oh, don't worry. Uh, you're not a suspect. But Uh days later... Okay. Guess what? He's arrested because like what are, what are you calling to take me to dinner? Like why yeah, do you keep yeah, calling? What do you want? Exactly. Like, why am I if I'm not a suspect? Leave me the fuck alone. Then leave me alone. Exactly. So they say you're not a suspect. Don't worry. And then a few days later, they go ahead and arrest him. And this is about a month after Jane's death. And we'll get into it. But basically, he later says like I was just trying to do the right thing and tell you what I saw, and now I'm suddenly like getting arrested for this crime that I did not do. Yep. So they arrest him, charge him with first degree murder and possession of a deadly weapon during commission of a felony. 
And at the time, newspapers claimed that investigators had solid evidence against Michael, but really this was all a hunch. They did not really have any solid evidence. Um, They said he seemed somewhat emotionless when he spoke to them about Jane, but like he hadn't, he didn't know her. He didn't find her body. Like it didn't make sense. Like there's no reason why he should be like super emotional about this. He right. didn't even know this girl. Oh. So it was just odd. They said he seemed too emotionless, and that's why we think he's guilty. Um, and that's he hadn't so even stupid. been the one to find the body. So it, it doesn't... Like, no reason to need to be emotional. To feel like, yeah, to feel like that would be part of your story. It doesn't make any sense. So the evidence that the newspaper mentioned, all it was was that single random hair they found mm-hmm. at the scene. And they determined that this hair was a pubic hair. Okay. So a detective and- on the... And you said her dress was, like, kind of torn and everything, right? So she was partially undressed um, when they found her. Okay. And so they took this hair and they flew, a detective flew to California to personally deliver it it to a lab for testing, convinced this was uh, this Michael guy's hair, saying, like, this will nail him. We know it's him. Um, It did not match. So it was not Michael's hair. Okay. Well, then, (laughs) what now? They had to release him. They said, you know what? We can't hold you on a hunch that you're not emotional enough, so we have to release you. And eventually all charges against him were dropped, but uh, he had spent 10 months in prison over this. (sighs) Basically over being wrong place, wrong time. and Trying to do the right thing. Trying to help. Yeah, trying to help. So in August of 1987, they uh, dropped all the charges against him. Um, But again, he had spent 10 months in prison, so it must have been probably pretty traumatic. And on top of that, during his time in prison, Michael had lost his job, his apartment, like a huge portion of just important things in his life. Um, The newspapers had printed his photo and had said, like, there's evidence that he did this. I would have fled town after I got out of jail. I would have been like, there's... Your reputation uh, is ruined. Even if people just hear something, like, it's over. Like, it's, It's, yeah. It's too late. They printed this. And so he lost his job. He lost his home. It just was uh, an incredibly traumatic experience for him. Yeah. Um, He also said that the conditions in prison were abysmal. And he he said his time in prison uh, was the most degrading and humiliating experience of his life. Which is just apparently there were even several days where there was no water running water in the prison and like just inhumane, you know, inhumane. This was in the 60s or 70s, right? The 70s? The 80s. The 80s? That's because that feels like a jail that I would talk about from like the Civil War or something. Like St. Augustine or something, Florida. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. It was like the late 80s. So it was a couple years before we were born, actually. Jeez. Um, so that's pretty horrific. Uh, he said he learned a valuable lesson, though, from his nightmare, which was that he would never help the police again. So there yeah, you honestly, go. Hope, you know what? Can't blame him. Can't blame him for a second and hope they heard that and, you know, internalized it a little bit because yep. yikes. So in an interview with The Washington Post, he said, I would never make that mistake again. My advice is don't get involved. So boy, oh boy, he just Amen. tried to do the right thing. So investigators at this point were completely out of options. They had no leads. They had no motive. And after seeing what happened to Michael, uh, it was no surprise that nobody else was calling in with tips. So mm-hmm. they kind of ran out of of their leads there. Yeah. Well, they did that to themselves. So uh, Yeah. 
Jane's family was very, very devastated to be back at square one, but, you know, at least the DNA evidence got an innocent man out of jail, so okay. Yeah. Um, and then in the following months, Jane Pritchard's death unfortunately fell to the wayside because other cases came in, and eventually Jane's case just was cold for decades. Mm. So it wasn't until October of 2014 that the Newcastle County Police launched a cold case homicide unit. And the purpose of the squad was to solidify police vigilance in identifying and arresting those who commit murder in Newcastle County, regardless of when the crime occurred. Oh, wow. Yeah. So they're trying to even reach all the way back to like the 70s. um, And they started looking into as many as 50 unsolved homicides. Um, The unit consisted of one full-time detective and a support team. And these cases stretched all the way back to the 70s. So Jane's case was actually the first to be reopened because the cold case unit hoped modern DNA tools might help create new leads. Um, And the team reopened evidence collected at the scene in 1986, which they felt may produce new DNA evidence that police couldn't access at the time. Okay. So when the unit contacted Jane's brother, Keith, he said, I thought it was just astounding. I was flabbergasted. Keith said Jane's death had left him scarred and hearing about it again after so many years made him feel like it had all basically come rushing back and just happened yesterday. Um, and so it's just like reopening a wound. Right. He right. was worried the new investigation might upset his elderly mother or maybe even get her hopes up unnecessarily that they would get answers. Um, yeah. So it must just be a very hard thing to revisit after so many years of trying to put that behind you, you know? Yeah. That's, um, I can't imagine. So it seems Keith remains active in the search for answers and, um, you know, it's it's unclear whether anything has happened essentially the cold case unit may have dropped the case again because we haven't really heard anything uh in 2019 a youtube investigator uploaded a video to his channel of a live stream where he reviewed jane's case and shared his thoughts and a year ago uh, in 2021 a commenter by the name of keith pritchard so presumably if the name is true that's her brother commented twice once to say my sister would have tried to fight for her survival And then again to say, I'm Jane's brother, Keith Pritchard. They brought me in on this first cold case. It went nowhere after being told there was new evidence and they were close. What happened? Mm. So even he doesn't know, you know, it's not like, oh, the family knows anything. We don't. It's just like they've just been left in a lurch again because. So it's just like reopening a wound just to be a dead end. Just to be a dead end. And the (laughs) fact that they even told, if this is really him, the fact that they even told him they had new evidence and that they were close to finding answers and then just never reached out again is like, that's pretty cold, you know? Yeah. They're hoping for answers or something. To at least say, please don't expect anything. Yeah. To get their hopes up like that. Yeah. Just unnecessarily cruel so for what it's worth jane's family still hopes that one day the case could be solved um, and someone might come forward with new information and if anyone out there does have information i know we said you know stay out of it but i'm just gonna go out there on a limb and say don't stay out of it um if you do Mm -hmm. have any information or tips on a cold case you know what i i say 
go for it. Um, I still say I still stand by see something, say something. But also maybe if you can get a lawyer just in case. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Always be care. Yeah. You know, protect yourself for sure. For sure. Be be aware that nobody is on your side while you're trying to do the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. Be aware that there's always risk associated, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but if you do have a tip or you have any information, uh, you can send those to the Newcastle County Police Department through their website. Uh, via their website and so that is the case of jean marie jane marie pritchard and you know very very like just so in cold blood right there side of the road no answers like somebody just i think that's why my first thought was like she had to been taken somewhere first which like makes no sense because why would you think but my first thought felt like that because it was like well how could it be done in such like blind like broad daylight like yeah and like and people just didn't see like it just could have happened right there i mean it must have just been a crime of opportunity somebody is out there with a hunting or with a gun or whatever and sees her maybe, and yeah maybe with all of her equipment they thought maybe she had something expensive and then i don't mean who knows i mean the fact that she was partially undressed also is like a big clue you know yeah it lets us know probably something Their intentions least. yeah anyway just very fucking sad so happy halloween Oh, be careful out there folks <laughs> um wow well hopefully there's a one day when the new uh you, you, oh well thank you i <laughs> forgot to put my mothman through that whole story um maybe one day when we have a revolutionary thing like finding that we can track yeah. dna maybe there's something out there that's gonna i hope so shed some light so man there's so many cases i wish i could help you know are you intentionally sitting so that mothman is perched on you because it's working you know i'm not i'm just lounging on the fainting couch but it really does look like he's just kind of showing off his calf muscles on my shoulder <laughs> he's definitely squatting right next to you, right next to you are you uh are you still team mothman by the way i feel like that's a mainstay for you but i don't know if you actually have like a secret favorite cryptid. just love mothman just a mothman till i die you know it's just a mothman what do you think mothman's uh audience would be called the moth babies moth babes <laughs> the moth babes well leona <laughs> has that onesie that says moth baby on it that you got her which is so effing cute i know the only one i really got to get it for her before she's potty trained but the el pupacabra that's <laughs> oh no that one really got me good that <laughs> one that was the one i was most excited to get her and they didn't have it in her size i was oh, so upset no oh well, thank you for that. Are you going to go do anything um, particularly Halloween-y? I know we've talked about that before, but I don't, plans changed. Didn't know if you had yeah, anything coming not up. not really. You know, just do our, our dumb little show on stage. <laughs> well, uh, I know for those of you wondering, we are celebrating our 300th next episode. <laughs> I can't believe it. We have quite a show for you on the 300. So uh, oh, it's going to be special. I almost feel bad. I feel like our Halloween episode was like um, almost like put on the back burner because we were so excited about the 300. I know but it's they all. And like we've said this before, but they almost were the same episode. Like they were. Almost I know it would have really but... know that we're upset about it, too. <laughs> yeah, like, it yeah. would have been perfect. So perfect. Um, but uh, yeah, we're having our show tonight in Atlanta, and then in a couple of days we've got New Orleans, and then we've only got like a handful left of shows. And then I just <sighs> it really hit me for the first time where like I got really sad. Like 
that I know it's like that's that's it for here for the booze. We spent it, years with this show now un- unintentionally, <laughs> but it it was an unexpected, uh, as they say, season of life. And but now it's <laughs> it's been in our lives for so long. It's but in it's, the twilight years now. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, I know I'm always like riddled with anxiety, but it's always only like the first ten minutes, and then after that, I'm having so much fun up there. And there's always for every show, Christine there's a moment where like you're not looking at me and the audience isn't looking at me so I get like a moment to myself and I just like try to take it in and I'm just like wow one day like this is gonna be special a memory and I'm like living in my future memories right now and it's just so wild it's like on the office when they like take a picture like yeah like the glory days and I try to remember that I'm living it right now and it's just it's so fun but this show really is so important to us so you know when you get to see it later um please uh please enjoy so yeah uh and i hope hope you guys have fun with our 300th episode that comes out Ah, next week you guys are gonna gonna be very excited they're gonna lose it uh other than that we're yeah having a good time over here so i guess uh we'll see you next week for 300 episodes that's crazy can't believe it and that's why we drink Everything's changing so fast these days, and that's a great thing. I mean, back in my day, we were lucky if we could get one video to load on our desktop computer. But now, there's the Xfinity 10G network. That means the fastest internet, with faster speeds rolling out every day, and internet that can power a house full of devices at once with ultra-low lag. So, while one person streams a movie from their room, another can play video games in the basement, while another TikToks in the kitchen. It's the next-generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. The future starts now. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary and not guaranteed.